Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jack Farmer, he's Andy Rossi, and this is the Evolution of Movie Show, and this week, this year, we have a fun one, we also have fun guests, before we bring them on, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jack. Are you excited great to talk to about this, this, this episode? This <laughs> I'm movie? actually very excited about this one. This is going to be an interesting one, and I knew it was going to be interesting, and that's why we got an interesting guest, a fellow I've known for a very long time, but this is going to be our first real conversation, and his name is Dan Volmeyer. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I don't know what I just did with my hands there, but uh, for our audio <laughs> listeners, it was something something cool. Let's just call it a clap. How you doing, guys? Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. I'm so excited to have you on. We, I first came across you when you were working with my good pal Evan Mack with WWE's The Bump, which was uh, very fun. You were always entertaining there, uh, but you have since gone on to do a bunch of other stuff as well, including... You've got a movie you just finished shooting called Personal Day. Uh, I got to see a little behind the scenes stuff, and I am ex- I am very excited about this. Why don't you explain uh, what this short film is about? Well, yeah, so it's a story about a thirty-something-year-old guy that uh, lives at home with his mother, which I can kind of relate to a little bit. Um, no, I don't. I don't live at home with my mother, but um, he is still living in the golden era of. Uh, death metal music, I guess you could say 1990s-ish. Uh, so, yeah. um, you know, Linkin Park, Limp Biscuit. I totally <laughs> need to study up more on death metal because Limp Biscuit and Linkin Park were not that. But it is a guy Slipknot, that... Maybe? Slipknot, there you go. Power Man 5000. Oh, let's go. What else oh. we got? Oh, yeah. Um, this is what it's like when worlds collide. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, Gore, right? I think they oh. were on a, a Beavis and Butthead soundtrack I had, yeah. you know, back in the day. Um, Gwar is like yeah. the crown princes of all that. Great videos, too, Gwar. Yes. So, uh, I've, as I've been told, a lot of inspiration came from that into the video that we put together. And oh, cool. Um, basically, very much like Bill and Ted in uh, The Bogus Journey. You know, they're trying to create a song that's going to change the world. That's kind of <laughs> what my character is doing is doing in this. His name's Raven Cross. Uh, I have a, I seems like a gang sign to me or a shadow <laughs> bird puppet. Um, but yeah, very excited. I have a legion of fans called Raven's Flock, and we think it's we think it's going to be something special. It very well may not be, but um, you know, we had a lot of fun uh, working on it. Shout out to Ted, a good friend of mine can't be that good of a friend because i had to write down the pronunciation of his last name ted ted manny atacos he's like prince we never call him by his last name he's just a one-man guy ted um but yeah we're excited for that to come out soon so keep a keep a lookout yeah i'm very eager to see it and and like i said i saw uh some of the music video and you being the lead singer in a death metal band sells me on the show already (laughs) sells me on the movie already i am going to have to make sure i Stay tuned to your social media so that we can uh, I can see when this is released. Before I forget, what is your social media? Uh, it's uh, Volmeyer on Fire, which it's nice to be able to say it out loud because okay. I don't think people get the rhyme when you're just kind of reading it. But that was the intention. V o l l m a y e r on Fire. Uh, yes. Before we went live, we were talking about how John Mayer has just made life <laughs> miserable for you, Dan, because of the pronunciation. Yep. Uh, you know, he's an M-A-Y-E-R guy, as am I. I obviously am stuck with a couple of other 
letters ahead of mine, which really makes it tough. But uh, yeah, whenever I'm calling Verizon FiOS, looking to complain, you know, my my confidence shoots right down when they say Daniel Volmeyer. Is that correct? I'm like, no, no, Volmeyer, Volmeyer. So well, you, you've got the extra letters, but I've always said when it comes to names and letters, it's it's quantity over quality. So I think you got him beat. I think that's the way that I should start looking at it. Yeah, I think I'm think, looking at this all backwards. I think Ted's more bang for your buck with your last name. Him and his John Mayer five letters M A Y five. That's right. It's just lazy. Just lazy oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even fit my last name on the back of a NFL jersey. Yeah. Not that I would ever get a custom jersey with my name. That's on. the only reason. That's the only, that's the only reason that. you're not in the NFL. <laughs> that's the only reason they didn't want to double double line me. Yeah. <laughs> Or, well, or in the NBA, the whole you <laughs> surround the bottom of the numbers. That is always great. I remember Bianca Batuka was an NFL player. <laughs> the jersey, it was like his whole, it was like a circle on the back of his right, jersey. Right, right. <laughs> he should have gotten the first and the beginning and end of his last name tattooed on his arms. So it just continued and you could just had it go straight across. Yeah. Right, right. Or go the opposite way. And you could just, you know, name his son a junior or the third. <laughs> here's where i don't get why do they put senior on the back of names because i get it that you are you have since become a senior because yeah. you've named your child that but that's not your name that you were born with you kind of just came up with that later on in life it seems it seems like it uh is unnecessary it's the opposite of what i would do i want to sound young i would add a junior even if it wasn't true i would just say oh i'm a junior yeah. i'm very young <laughs> yes so you would have the jr Odell. Yes. Okay, so Beckham, Beckham Jr. Okay. Yeah. I wow. Mean, David Beckham Jr. I don't even think there is a, a David Beckham Sr. I think he just added junior. So we all go, he must be young. He's a junior. Well, I was talking about Odell Beckham, but I never realized oh. two amazing. Wait, wait, wait David Beckham Jr. No, you're right. I don't think David Beckham I was Jr. About Odell Beckham I, don't Jr. I don't think they're related, Jack. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, I, could, I have an account maybe. on Ancestry. On Ancestry with the premium, you can look at other people's families. I'll look into that. Yeah, if you could do uh, some research for us. Uh, next episode, we'll come back. Writing it down now. <laughs> right, it's where's, very where's, the, where's the garbage can? No. Uh, yes. yeah, written it down. Uh, well, let's let's chat about this movie. Uh, but before we do, I always like to let everyone know exactly what this show is about in case this happens to be their first time listening. It's basically we watch a movie, then we get together and we chat about it like it's a book club or something. But we call it the evolution of movies because we always watch a movie that came out one year after the last movie we watched. So... We started in 1980, went to 1981, 1982. Now we're all the way up in 1999. Wow. Guys, this was a time when movie theaters had hits like Fight Club, American Beauty, and of course, Wild Wild West. But we aren't <laughs> talking about any of those. We're Yikes. talking about Deep Blue Sea, a movie wow. IMDb describes as searching for a cure to Alzheimer's disease. A group of scientists on an isolated research facility become the prey as a trio of intelligent sharks fight back. Dan, you're the guest on the show, so I have to ask you, had you seen Deep Blue Sea before, and what was your thoughts going into it this time around? Uh, this was my first time getting into it. Um, you know, the only exposure that I had to even this movie being a movie was the, the LL Cool J, uh, <laughs> Deepest Blue, my hat is like a shark fin. <laughs> Don't really know what that means. I know when I played Little League Baseball, when we were down like 20 nothing and, you know, rally caps backwards, then inside out, then we would go shark if we were really down, which I'm <laughs> right. not going to show you what that looks like right now. But um, 
the other than the hook, the lyrics are really good. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. He's got, I guess, what you call a, a fly fisherman's um, overall, where it goes up pretty high. No shirt, <laughs> and the nipples are perfectly shown through, uh, I guess, the attachments uh, that connect the suspender to the pant. I don't know why I mentioned that part about the nipples. Um, I think we'll it's take the most important part. I mean, ah, you're you right. Watch. Think <laughs> was... about, right, I mean, the movie was a success. You know, maybe it all hung on those those lovely those... LL Cool J nipples. Well, that's, one, <laughs> that's a line for the promo right there. When we do the, oh, do the sizzle yeah, that... reel after episode 200. That's in the trailer, yeah. It's But you, you, you talk about... Uh, I feel I don't want to go too far into the music video, but yeah, when he talks about my my hat is like a shark fin. I always imagine a guy with a hat with like a fake shark fin on it trying to yeah. talk tough to me, and I just, it makes me laugh. The idea of it doesn't sound tough at all. You sound like a silly goose. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> Ooh, not to deep burn, <laughs> not <laughs> to goodness. not to not to tie it to another LL movie, but I mean, what uh, in any given Sunday they were the Miami Sharks. It's like that would be mm. the foam hat that you would wear. Um, yeah. in order to root on your team if you were just looking to blow money, I guess. I don't know why you would really do that, but um, but like, yeah. but but during the during this time, that was kind of a thing. Um, you know, if you were a hip hop star, and at the time, a lot of them were getting into acting, you mm -hmm. would kind of sign on and be like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do a music video for that too. I mean, you mentioned Wild Wild West earlier, there was a song with that, mm -hmm. Will Smith, Men in Black. Um, Cisco was in a, a movie at some point. I can't remember which one it was, though. <laughs> it wasn't Thong Song. If it was, I wouldn't mind seeing that movie now. I, mean, I, I would have definitely be... have gone and seen Thong Song if there was a movie. <laughs> I'm sure it's in the works. I'm sure it's in the works. But, um, but, but those are really cool because it was almost like an extended trailer. Um, you get this great B-roll for a music video. It's somewhat easy to do because you don't have to show a lot of the artist on camera because it's flooded, uh, to use a water term, with... Um, you know, visuals from the movie. So it's really, really kind of like an art that we don't really see anymore. I think maybe um, Lose Yourself from uh, Eight Mile Eight was maybe Mile, the yeah. last one that I can think of, but um, that, that put butts in some seats, I think. We got to get Migos in a movie so they can make a, a, <laughs> the new Three Musketeers movie starring Migos. Uh, just for the video, right? Just for the video. Oh, my gosh. Um, now... We play a little game here. It's a it's a quick game, but I always like to see if Andy can guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie, and then Dan, you're gonna guess if the actual score is higher or lower than uh, what Andy predicts here. So Andy, this is <laughs> I want to know what you think this this Rotten Tomatoes score is. This this will be interesting. Well, you always <laughs> the movies you always have it compared to like Wild Wild West. I think did terrible. Um, I would guess Wild Wild West is probably in like the low twenties. Um, this was better than that movie, but it wasn't m much better. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. It had LL, it had Samuel. Um, lots of L's. Gonna, yeah, lots of L's. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. This one got a 42, 42 percent. 42. That'd make it one of the lower ranked movies we've done. Dan, do you think the actual score is higher or lower? Well, Jack, I don't think you would be as reckless enough to have a movie with that low of a score on this fine pro uh, podcast. So <laughs> I, I, well, you said that this was the lowest, potentially. Um, I'm going to go, I think it's going to be a hair higher than that. Maybe, maybe two hair higher, <laughs> two is hair my higher. guess. 
Rotten Tomato has it sitting at the oddly respectable number of 59%. Wow. It's eating a number of movies that we've wow. watched. <laughs> wow. So so here's a question, and maybe I'm just uh, aloof when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes. Those scores, are they just based on reviews from the time, or is this stuff, reviews could still be coming in years after the fact that could, you know, throw weight one way or the other, depending on how it's aged? I, think I it's have done time. zero research. I just Google it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't do. know. I think it's the time, because I've, I've gone in there before, and yeah, it's, it's like the reviews from like the year the movie came out. But mm -hmm. that's not to say, I mean, couldn't a reviewer just review it today? I don't know. Right, I don't know how, right. how it's monitored, but I think what I think at first they saw this was like, this is, isn't a very great movie, but is there anything deeper? No. Anything bluer? No. <laughs> anything so, seeier? <laughs> it's uh, in the sea. It's yeah. in the sea. So we've got to, we've got to give it some love. And I think that's what, what made the difference here. Wow. Uh, one little fact the reason we, I picked this, I picked this movie to review. My family, my sister Hallie, she loves this movie, and she has wanted <laughs> nice. me to watch it for years. I've never seen it until this viewing, <laughs> and I was very nervous because I was like, "If this is a bad movie, I'm going to have to disown my sister. I'm going <laughs> to never talk to her again." And so, uh, this was a very tense movie for me, and Ooh. it uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting view. So, <laughs> um, Jack, my guess is that you love your sister. I mean, enough to know that this was her favorite movie. I think that. You know, this whole episode is going to be suspect. I think that you're going to be swayed into the the positive. Is that a fair statement, or I are you going to be able to call it down the middle? Oh, this I will call this one down the middle. <laughs> okay, right. bye bye, sister. See you Thanksgiving. Bye -bye. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I used to have a sister. No, uh, this this will be. I think this is actually a great one. I felt for a very bad for a second there. I thought there was a <laughs> lost family member. Oh boy. Okay, uh, she's living and breathing. Yeah, well, for now. <laughs> Uh, we, we've got yeah. Uh, we uh, so thank you by the way to everyone who's listening. That includes my sister Hallie for uh, listening Thanks, to this Hallie. one. Thanks for all the likes, comments, shares, subscribes, five star reviews. You're all appreciated. Thank you so much. Let's talk about this movie though. We start. A boat is at sea, a deep blue sea, and a couple of couples are fooling around when Jaws comes right through the center of the boat, and just before the shark can eat. Thomas Jane breaks the food chain and harpoons the shark. Meanwhile, a woman in L.A. is pitching her medical plan to give sharks human brains, and it's still less dangerous than the pharma rival Purdue's Oxycontin at the time. Samuel <laughs> Jackson is, isn't having it, but the good doctor gets 48 hours to make it happen. So her and Sam Jackson fly to an island lab, and while on the trip, they talk about how Samuel Jackson saved some people in the Alps, but not all of them. When they get there, we see hunky Thomas Jane swimming with sharks, <laughs> Michael Rappaport telling us the fences need to be higher, and a marine biologist who isn't George Costanza. <laughs> Most importantly, we're told that there are three very large test sharks in the facility. Dan, tell us about this world we're going to live in and the characters that inhabit it. Wow, there is a lot to unpack there. I thought you were going to open it up to the group after uh, the first uh, first four sentences. I mean, number one, that boat, I looked it up. It was a catamaran. That has to be the most fun name for a boat. Um, it really is. So it was an attack on a catamaran. I know they showed the newspaper headline in the scene in the office, but it should have said catamaran attack. I mean, that would have just been a really smart way to go. But, I mean, 
what's better than a makeout sesh on a catamaran? I've never experienced it. Andy, you look like the type of guy that's maybe been on a catamaran or, you know, once or twice. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> um, but they're still, time, so, buddy. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're pulled into everyone kind of having a good time. You, you know, what's going to happen, but just, you know, someone who always kind of really gets excited by, the nostalgia, you know, you see the Toshiba boombox kind of sitting on the side before it goes into the drink. I mean, just I think it had a, a, a I think it had a double cassette at the bottom so you could record. You know, you got to hit like like five buttons at the same time for it to record. Um, but yeah, and what you know, I don't know a whole lot about um, you know movie writing, but I don't think you write what's happening so much into the dialogue. I think one of the one of the boys, one of the frat bros says, hey, man, great party. Like, we see that you're having a nice time, okay? <laughs> There's some making out going on. There's a, a, a bikini. I think one might have been a, a one-piece. I've obviously spent too much time trying to decide what type of bathing suits we're talking about. Um, we got to figure out what you would wear on a catamaran. <laughs> that's a very good question. I'd be showing sure right. a, a lot of skin. There we go. There <laughs> Uh, I'm the guy that wears the whole bodysuit with flip-flops even when I'm walking around and I've got the tea. snorkel on. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm definitely getting at the age where once I go back to like Action Park or Six Flags, I think I'm going to be the the dad, you know, wearing the the t-shirt that's supposed to be in the water. I'm not going to wear like the big, you know, t-shirt that I'm swimming right. around in, but it's all falling apart, man. It's all, it's all falling apart. <laughs> right. But it the wasn't sharks falling. are the least dangerous thing. Hey, nothing water. wrong with that. No sunburn for you. <laughs> right. I've never been thrown out of a water park before just for, you know, looking the way I am. But um, they're like, sure, sir, is that a, a t-shirt you're wearing? No, that's just a farmer's tan. Um, <laughs> but, but, but back to some better looking people, the, the foursome in this group here. I, I mean, I don't know what you do in that situation, but they, they, they fall in and then I just get a kick out of there's a little piece of rope that they're hanging on to. It must have been no thinner than a, than a piece of floss cut down the <laughs> middle. And they're just hanging on for dear life like that's going to hold them um, and really not doing much to climb uh, up the floss. Maybe they knew that it was floss and it would break. So they just didn't want to get away from the boat. I don't know. But um, yeah, I guess. Correct me if I'm wrong, but no, no deaths in that opening yeah. scene. So a little bit of a teaser, or a little bit of a, of a swerve, because you would think, you know, it'd be time yeah. to get I one, get, sure, get the first yeah. kill. Yeah, usually I thought for the sure opening scene death. is a death. Yeah, Andy, uh, tell us about how we were surprised that they survived, but also maybe it's just me, but even though he would have saved my life from being eaten by a shark, seeing Thomas Jane show up suddenly, I'd have been like creepy were you watching me the whole time <laughs> yes are you you know are you fishing with this shark and the shark's the bait and you're trying to kidnap me i mean it's it's, <laughs> right. it's wild even though i had just had my life saved my first thought creepy <laughs> and i guess if you how were, long have you been here if you, were if you were trying to lure someone you probably wouldn't use a shark you'd probably throw a nice cute puppy dog in the water and then you know try and reel them in that way not, <laughs> not a shark oh cute cute guy but, uh, but yeah, and it's funny because they, they talk about in the movie how they, they don't know how it escapes. So, I mean, they just realize that it had been escaped and then they're just going to search this big, massive, deep blue sea. And, you know, lucky enough, he gets there right in, right in time. I guess that's the, the, the magic of the movie is, you know, it's just perfect timing, which yes. we see a lot in this movie. 
lots the thing, of it. And the thing it, that bugged me though the whole time that was how close Dan kind of mentioned it, how close the radio was to the water. I'm like, <laughs> that thing's going in. I'm like, Dude, what are you doing? The sea was calm that day. Don't even worry about <laughs> like, it. It's like it's like that thing probably cost 300 bucks. Right. It's like, it's a, like a, inches, a inches from the edge. It's like you could wow. put that anywhere in that boat. That thing Seriously. looked like it had the base too where you could turn the base up on it so oh, yeah. very risky next to the end of the edge of the boat what was uh, your go-to setting i mean base treble i would always go mid on the base then go right into the treble i, mean, I go big base yeah I depends always, on the speaker I, I it would always sound terrible but i always turn the base up all the way no matter what because <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I felt like even though it was a little boom box like even if i had like one of the small ones i turn the base up all the way but yeah some bass even though there's like nothing you're right it. right there's no one at the party going Get that treble going, man. Like, let's, <laughs> no, it's all about the bass. So um, I can now understand. Megan that's didn't... what Megan Trainer's whole message is. It's all about the bass. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, she should have said it's all about the bass boost. Yes. Andy, I want to I ask you about this because we watch these movies uh, week in and week out. Uh, this is a perfect movie. I, I call this the sounds like a terrible idea movie. Mm -hmm. Where as soon as they pitch it, you're like, that sounds like a terrible idea, but yeah. here we go. Yeah, I agree. It, it still makes no sense to me. I don't think I understand the movie and I just watched it last night. But so they're taking, <laughs> they're, they're helping people with Alzheimer's by using sharks brains, right? Yeah. Cool. cool. Just making sure I, I know I, what the I, movie's I, about. I mean, the start of it is great. I mean, you know, you have to get funding for this. You go and hang. <laughs> I have an idea to cure Alzheimer's. All cool. right. This is going to be great. But look, here's I mean, the only thing. We yeah. need to find some sharks Wait, what? and inject <laughs> them. with. And, and, and then it's like, all right, security, get this person out of here. Is this I two mean, different like, movies? She must have had a hell of a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to be able to sell that company on that idea. You know, with like, you know, animation coming on and off, sound effects. I mean, <laughs> Sam was throwing that cash around, I, you know, like nobody's business. They, they that would have been the perfect like DVD bonus feature to see the PowerPoint presentation <laughs> the that she used to talk about putting human brains in sharks to help them. I every, think every, this is, we're supposed to take every, her seriously, but this is one step away from them saying, and then we're going to put lasers on their head. Yeah, like, it's, like a it's super a, villain. Yep, yep. That was I mean, on that her list. Been where Doctor Evil might have got his ideas from. It's like, well, if it could cure Alzheimer's, maybe it could, you know, have some laser beams on it. Um, but yeah, that's such a crazy concept, and uh, maybe there is a PowerPoint presentation out there. They all look to like the end of the table to see if like the big honcho Samuel L. agrees, and then he just nods, and everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, it's the best idea I've ever heard in my life." He's like, um, "No, he was sleeping." <laughs> yeah, right. Was that a nod? That was, a, that was one of these nods. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we we continue on, and uh, this is what I call day one on the base. LL Cool J is cooking up some cake for a surprise birthday party while flirting with his parrot. Also, while Thomas Jane and Sam Jackson admit they both have a dark side. At the surprise party, everyone dances awkwardly and Carter, that's Thomas Jane, tries to both flirt with McAllister and explain that the sharks are hunting in packs. The other doctors, whose names didn't really register at this point, explain how the sharks' brains will stop the aging process in human brains as a storm makes its way to the base. But I'm sure that's irrelevant. Uh, Andy, um, this was there, as they were explaining how the sharks work, uh, it reminded me of our conversation about Jurassic Park and them explaining how the science yeah, yeah. works. And 
Uh, I want you to compare how Jurassic Park made it seem so feasible, but this made it seem so... Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Jurassic Park did a wonderful job. They had like a little video you watch and you kind of go, I understand this. I watched the whole movie. And like I just said, I still don't really get it. So I, I think they needed to they should have went back and been like, hey, maybe we should get like a little video going because it, it really, really doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. A little ride that you could hop on, you know, yeah, like, uh, Disney's, Disney's Tomorrowland. What's that one that spins? You go to a different decade every uh, oh, yeah, yeah. that would have been nice, right? That's yeah, boom, yeah, guarantee that's like probably not still there. They definitely feels like they were missing a, a section where, like, uh, of the explaining where they're like, yes, yeah, so what you do is you take a shark and you look at its brain Got and it. then you cure Alzheimer's. Oh. Wait, wait, we, have to, wait, we, we just <laughs> take them at their word. I mean, we're going in blind. I'm guessing the scientific community are probably not big fans of these sorts of movies, so no one's going to really, you know, call them out. Um, the and we just community. we just take them at their word. I mean, there could have been <laughs> had a scientist saw that movie, there could have been quite a quite a backlash if social media was what it was back wait, then. Are you saying a lot of scientists didn't see this movie? <laughs> for research <laughs> I, i'm sure there's a well, lot of people. as as someone who who, who <laughs> is an avid reader of um, world science digest that's definitely not a real magazine i was trying to come up with the one that's a real one real science um, i was gonna say yeah i read that too oh you know i, I think it's, it's a good. quarterly it's a quarterly so it's you know it's not too mm -hmm. difficult mm -hmm. to stay up to date but um yeah you know it's how like in people doctors watch er that's not how they do it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's one, two, three. Then you clear. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they must have. They must have really sat there and been like, "I'm not even going to give an answer. We're not saving Alzheimer's from sharks. It's not going to happen. Just isn't going to happen. We're saving and, sharks and, and, from Alzheimer's. And, and, and why does it have to be sharks? I mean, they're smart animals, but a lovely dolphin, I think, is smarter. A, a little a, more friendly. A I don't, fish, maybe. A goldfish would have been great. A goldfish, <laughs> a goldfish with a brain five times as big. It would yeah, still be a moron. Most, it would still be a moron. The most dangerous would... animal. Right. Yes. Right. Why did oh, you choose sharks? Man. We ran out of bears. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Uh, too many maulings. We can hide the bodies better out in the ocean. So we'll just go out there. Uh, Dan, uh, this, cool, this is where the movie and, and look, I'm, I'm overthinking this movie when I say this, but it's, it's a gripe I have with certain movies that I bring up. So I have to be consistent here. This is where I feel like they start giving us a lot of information that means pretty much nothing throughout yeah. this. Like, like the fact that it's McAllister's birthday plays no part in it. The, the, the entire fact that they had a birthday scene was irrelevant to the entire movie. The now, dancing. The movie, the dancing you mentioned was worth it, though. It was very bad. I mean, yeah. you get to see Janice from Sopranos with a couple of glocks. I mean, if that's what we got out of that party scene, you know, give me that, you know, 10 minutes of uh, nothing <laughs> just just for that. I mean, that 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 role price. Let's see. Sopranos came out in, I think, 99. Yeah, around this time. So, yes, yeah, probably didn't have casting locked up yet. Her agent, you know, forwarded the clip. Did they have email back then? Yes, they had email. Um, and they were just like, Janice can hold two handguns and also be yelled at by her elderly mother in the you know series Sopranos. Perfect, let's do it. <laughs> That'd be great if that's right how ahead. she got cast from Sopranos. 
We really like it, that girl with the two guns from Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Did you see they're, that? They're, they're getting cast and they're like, uh, hey, but by the way, have you done any big stuff like movies or anything? Any any reels you can send us from that? And you're like, I mean, yes. <laughs> but do I send you this one, this movie? Well, it is a crime mafioso. I mean, I wouldn't send it if, you know, she was, you know, looking to do, you know, reboot of Little House on the Prairie. Although that would have been an interesting take, you know, if had gunfire in that. That's actually That's the actually secret a great deep idea. blue prairie. <laughs> yes, yes. We're, we're, putting, wow. we're putting human brains into guinea pigs or whatever. I don't know what lives in a prairie. Prairie dogs. <laughs> That's a different I mean, movie. Does deep all of Hollywood... Dogs. Does Hollywood just listen to this podcast and come up with the next great ideas? Because I feel like we have a, a, a smorgasbord, a.k.a. three... Uh, two right. and a half, two and a half, pretty good ideas for movies. Yeah, there's so much to build on here, but I do think now this is where they say the storm is coming, Dan. And uh, I love movies like this where the sharks alone were a problem, right? And we hear that Samuel Jackson has gone through different things in his career where things are a problem. You have Tom uh, Thomas Jane warning us of a problem, and then you just throw on the storm. And I love it when movies like this just say. Oh, you think it's bad now? Let's throw another layer on top of what you're about to get. And this was kind of that eye of the storm waiting for it all to happen. All we needed was a volcano that was about to erupt, you know, uh, two, two leagues over. I think leagues is depth. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, try, I thought about looking up aquatic words. <laughs> Didn't Volcanoes get past much the thinking one. part. <laughs> if you, well, I said if you thought a few about looking it up over, and didn't, you're perfect for the show. That's, I guess, that's I guess, our research. According to the ride at Disney, it's leagues under the sea. So I don't know if meters this way. Um, I think you're okay. But yeah, you throw a storm in. I mean, why not? I mean, it just yep. makes it more and more challenging. Um, and again, we have lovely Janice, you know, kind of giving us uh, all the info that we need to know. Um, and <laughs> And it, it tends to be a, a problem. You know, if it was a nice balmy 65, 70, you know, maybe we don't get as many viewers in. Yeah. Well, definitely, this is definitely. where, and this is where we get to the next part where I call it the things go wrong part. Uh, while Samuel Jackson is in the lab, they watch as the sharks attack Carter at the same time and recognize his gun before they take out the cameras. They're smart but not that smart as Carter's still able to trank one of them and get him into the wet lab. The doctors shove a big needle in it and drain some goop and put it on a brain trunk chunk and the experiment works to celebrate. The shark eats a doctor's arm and instead of killing the shark, McAllister releases it in an effort to get the armless doctor help. A helicopter crashes into the lab, blowing up everyone, including the base operator who's, name never really came up but that's not the end of it for the armless doctor and his terrible horrible no good very bad day as the shark uses him as a battering ram and breaking the glass and flooding the wet lab uh andy wow. this is the kind of this is that moment where everything goes from things could go pretty bad to things are looking pretty bad yeah I mean, for me, this is where the movie starts. I'm kind of not really <laughs> paying attention until this part. I'm like, bring on the sharks. And they sure do. Uh, yeah, it's madness. It's just so so fun and ridiculous. Um, yeah. And when, when his, when his, I'm sorry, when his arm gets bit off, 
you knew it was coming. They kept doing like a close up on him smoking that cigarette. And then, oh like, right! It, it, it took the arm with the cigarette. You know, the yes. shark had a nicotine addiction. And yeah. just, it needed. It needed to get that one. It's like, but they kept showing it. Marble twenty eight. Let me get some of those right there. Where's yeah. the rest of the pack? This whole thing was a misunderstanding. The shark just wanted to smoke. That's yeah. all it really wanted. And he should have just let him get bum him. You know, I'm sure the shark yeah. was like asking for days. Like, hey man, just one. You know, you got me down here. You're touching my brain. I could have just used a little something. But no, it cost him an arm. Calm the shakes a little bit. Cost him an arm. Communication. Do you remember? Was the was the cut above or below the elbow? Because that's always a a big difference. That's tough. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because you could do from from what I know, which is very little. When it's cut (laughs) below the elbow, a lot more. Uh, you get you get one <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get you get one extra thing to move with even if it's just a little guy you can do some things but if it's above that if you're just you you flap it in the wind with the sleeveless arm just going out not looking good um yeah he uh i love when i don't know why i when his arm got bit i cackled for some reason oh, it just it was so funny up. i was like and i almost was rooting for the shark i was like yeah you got one Right, right. You you definitely ride this line of, all right, these sharks are innately evil because they're trying to kill these humans, but they're only innately evil. And as I'm saying that, I don't think I even know what the word innately means. Um, It is a word you throw around. I don't actually know the word. It sounds smart. It sounds smart. They they are innately killing people because of what was done to them by the humans. So you really kind of you know, you kind of go back and forth. I mean, maybe these sharks shouldn't have been treated as poorly as they were, but then again, it was done, you know, to save Alzheimer's. So really there's not a lot of bullet holes in that storyline at all. Is it the perfect storyline? No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. But, 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 but they covered the rear ends a little bit in there. You just hit on something. I was going to wait till the end, but you've touched on it. Let's get into it. The sharks are the good guys. They were kidnapped, put in a cage, and experimented on. Yeah. The humans are the evil ones. Yep. And and, and they- that girl, Dr. Susan, she was breaking all sorts of protocol, if I'm not mistaken. Who put yeah. the protocol down? I would have loved to have known what that conversation went through. But uh, she, uh, we'll call it, no science terms here. She dialed up whatever she was doing to mm-hmm. a dangerous amount, um, you know, maybe making the brain bigger and... She, in many respects, is a villain. You know, it's tough to villainize someone who strips down to her brawn panties uh, later on in the uh, in the movie. You know, you certainly want to applaud that. I was hoping you guys would laugh. Instead, you're just sitting there and nodding, which makes me look like a real creep. Um, oh no, we'll get we'll um, get to it. Um, we'll get, but, yeah, but, yeah. But I want to save that. That's part. not my hero. That's not my hero. And I I was no. going to give her the benefit, but um, <laughs> right. Yeah, she put her suit back on too quick. but it was the uh but yeah i I was watching this whole movie i was like yeah if this was if these weren't sharks if these were humans we would call all the all the human characters absolute monsters in this movie like especially one gets away in the beginning and gets harpooned and dragged back on a string the humans were the bad guys i was rooting for the sharks the whole time the sharks did one thing that i could not agree with and i will get to that in a little bit but they did one thing that the sharks there too far. there is one human that is not to blame and that's ll cool j he was just cooking he's a preacher he's a chef he's an animal lover with this bird i mean he's okay he's okay in my book i feel like 
he didn't really know what was going on with the Sharks. He was just he was take he was taking a chef job. You know, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's tough to get a job at Chili's or you know TGI Fridays. And he's like, you know what? Go out on a boat, be a chef, yeah. nice ovens. All right, yeah. let's do yeah. it. I mean, if you're I if mean, you're taking a job as a, a as a live on chef on some water. Uh, science island I, i'm sure it's not you, you don't have your pick of the litter when it comes to chef jobs you he's know just get, he's getting started he's getting started jack he was right. in the ministry for a while I, now he's a chef. i, I, I want to talk about ll cool j this is the part where I, I say things get wet this is this part <laughs> of the movie ll cool j and his parrot are walking around in the water and the parrot just abandons him before ll cool j gets washed away as water fills his floor <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, the gang escapes some flooding of their own, and Carter explains that the sharks can get through steel doors, and McAllister admits she gave the sharks super smarts, even though it was against the rules. The mm. submarine that they were going to use to get away is destroyed, and now they have to come up with a new game plan. Big L is able to blow up one of the sharks, but not before the shark eats bird, causing me to scream out loud, no, <laughs> and I don't really care about any of the other losers. I want justice for Bird. That's where the sharks went too far. I can't yep. believe they ate Bird. Uh, this was who, Dan, who doesn't Dan, who doesn't like, love a foul mouthed parrot? I mean, whether it's uh, Iago in Aladdin or uh, mm -hmm. was it parrot in this movie? I mean, you know, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that go Dan, down. Losing this bird this early to me was on the same level of Drew Barrymore being killed in the first scene of Scream. Unacceptable. <laughs> it just seems like you're going to bring in a strong actor, a strong parrot actor, and yes. you're, you're paying some money, and maybe they just couldn't afford them. Although, I went on Wikipedia, which, you know, they're never wrong with anything. Apparently, the, the studio could not afford the most talented parrots for the movie that could both <laughs> talk and ride on someone's shoulder. So they had a separate bird for the shoulder ride and then a separate parrot for the I knew talking. they looked different. So they said, yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> you really look close. Is that a green moss Wait a color minute. there versus a candy green? This movie's so not believable. <laughs> right, right. I, I read the closing credits, all right? There was a slash, you know, for that bird. I, I hope um, the talking bird was, like, very pompous about it to the other bird. Like... <laughs> Like, when yeah. you get on my level, other bird, and then smoked a cigarette. <laughs> I get the speaking lines. My per diem is through the roof compared to you. Just You're just right. wallpaper. You're a, you're a glorified stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But it was such a neat scene to see. I, I mean, we could talk about the, the water. I mean, that alone, I think we all think about, oh, my gosh, what would we do in this situation? I don't know if you've ever tested how long you can hold your breath underwater. The I last have. couple of days, I've been trying to test above water and have passed out a few <laughs> times. And um, by the time I come to, um, I guess I should have stopped the clock once I passed out. But it seems <laughs> like it's only about three and a half minutes. But they go underwater as if they're, yeah. you know, as if they have gills that we just don't know about um, right out of um, Waterworld. That one yes. should be on this show, by the way. That's a great one. Oh, I have a Waterworld <laughs> reference coming up near the end. Don't you worry. You know, you know about the bird, though. Real he had quick. a catamaran, too. He had a catamaran. Sorry. The bird yes, did? <laughs> no, the bird catamaran did. is a great name. I want to, like, in, in when Waterworld, I DJ, I want to DJ as DJ Catamaran. DJ Catamaran, yeah. Perfect. And you arrive only Perfect. in a catamaran. But oh. The, oh, do you like boats, Jack? No. Just the name. The name's <laughs> like the name. DJ Catamaran. And oh, easily... Man. 
LL could have named the bird catamaran. I uh, all this love for the bird, Patty. and I agree with you, but he couldn't even name him. Just bird. Bird. Yeah, You're... I just felt like I just felt like that was just kind of the only thing I didn't like about LL. I will allow you to mock anything on this show, Andy, but I will not have you slander <laughs> bird. He How he deserved the name, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I shouldn't just call you human. You're Jack. He deserved a name. I'll, I'll be honest, I at one point owned a, a kitty cat that we named Kitty. So <laughs> I, I think You're I wanted to name it. I think I wanted to name it Kit after one of the characters from um, League of Their Own. <laughs> good, but no, no. Wait a second. What was the Disney Disney Afternoon tailspin? Wasn't the kid oh, that used to like ride out yeah. on the back? Was yeah. he a Kit? Oh, so I, I think I he think was Kit. What it was. Wow, you just unlocked well, a, a memory that I had forgotten. That forever. was a very good show, which it's so yeah. funny. I mean, this tells you how self-absorbed I am. I'm just trying to make my kids watch the shows that I liked when I was a kid. So like I'm putting on Thundercats. I got oh, Ghostbusters yeah. going oh, in there. They're nice. they're like, we're looking for some better graphics here, Dad. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> this was this was good right here. <laughs> Do you ever get to the point where you're like, this show is actually terrible, but I'm still going to make you watch all of it because it's 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 culture. Well, Tailspin. I'm, I'm probably the worst person to watch a movie with where I've seen it already and I'm trying to sell the other person. My I'm getting black and blue with the elbow. Here it comes, buddy. Here it comes. <laughs> I, 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 I ruin it. People have walked out on me. I mean, it's just it's just I I. I get so excited about a movie and it's just, I can't let them enjoy it. I want them to live it vicariously through me. And it always I, ends up, you know, they're walking out of the great, some of the great movies of all time. What do you mean the Titanic goes down? Thanks, Dan. You're ruining the movie for me. Get out. <laughs> I'm Wait, guilty what? of being the guy that explains <laughs> what we just saw, even if it's very clear what just happened. Like I'm the guy that's like, yeah, so he lit his cigarette and then that same hand just got eaten by the shark. And that's, yeah, Jack, we just... Just watch that. It seems like you'd be a welcomed member to any movie watching party. I mean, I think you need that because it's, you know, it reinforces what just happened. Some people can't, you know, remember everything that's going on. You're making like a good that, point. Jack. I mean, yeah. you should I do be, this show. I literally just say everyone, tell everyone what happened. I, I mean, they should, you should have a little 1-800 number, hire you for parties. Hey, I'm a great guy to hang out with. I won't take a good spot on the couch. But I'll stand up and point out obvious things that someone else is going to say maybe get laughed at. But you won't laugh at the guy that you're paying to be there. I like that it's a money stream. Number, so money stream. It's still on like a corded phone that they dial. <laughs> right, right. It goes to a pay phone. <laughs> well, this is where people start dying. Uh, Scoggs wants to take the shaft, but that may or may not kill everybody. So they start fighting about it. And Sam Jackson says, look. I killed people before, and I'll do it again just before he finishes his rousing speech. I, I just want to say, he just... So, from all we know about LL up to this point regarding this thing that happened in the Alps, I believe it was. Yeah. We just know that he had saved some people. But he just kind of, under the carpet, mentions that he might have eaten two people. Did I misunderstand that? No big deal. No, that's very much what I, I mean, I would have pushed him right into the pool, you know, right into the <laughs> shark. Um, it's like, no, 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 no. We're going to die together before we start eating each other. I mean, we already know the kitchen's been destroyed. I know LL's a maestro with the chef, but I don't know if he knows how to cook. A human? You Thank know. You Thank you. By the way, he says this right before he says, so listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I've eaten people that I was in bad situations with. 
you should listen to my advice. <laughs> a little bit and of why honey don't you mustard. Just take a dip in this teriyaki sauce for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just marinate for a little in, bit. In, in the Alps, mm. we had no seasoning. We have a full kitchen upstairs. I mean, <laughs> I might have to eat three or four of you. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Scogs. Mm. Oh, not as, <laughs> not as meaty as he is now. He is, right? So much thinner right. than uh, we're used to seeing him. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but not to cut you off, I mean, this was such a momentous moment, I think, because no one really saw that coming. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I was getting ready for the Independence Day. Big you monologue. know, God. we're coming together here. We're going to rally the troops. And then the floor drops out. And it's just like, <laughs> well... Yeah, and he I shouldn't think, have think, been standing there, though. But that, I mean, the, the, yeah, I'm going to make a big part, monologue by the water. My favorite part, though, too, is how the shark eats him in a way that feels like it defies physics. The way like <laughs> it comes up, leans in, eats, and then just comes back down. Yeah, like it right. changes direction mid-air to eat him, and then just comes back. It, it's, down. it's like it's like the JFK, you know, shooting. It's just like the magic <laughs> bullet. How did it happen? That the shark's snout went in front of him. <laughs> Uh, grabbed yes. him by the belt buckle, then down and then in, and it just happened so fast that you, you know, and, and you assume that you know, a big name like Samuel L., he's gonna probably be there until the end. And nope, just gone, gone like that. You know, makes me want to go back and better appreciate the amazing <laughs> moments of Samuel L. riding in that, riding in that chopper and asking too many questions. Well, and Here's this another is where thought. I... No, go, go ahead. So how did he know about who I'll call the uh, the shark wrangler? How did he know about his prison record? I know that the premise was, oh, you the man, huh? So what, he reads all the files? I mean, I know plenty of people that are the man. And, you know, they right. just kind of hang out all day and, you know, drink and, and party or fire people or count their money. He's deep diving into people's records. I mean, it just seemed like that was unexpected but they had to squeeze in the fact that this was a guy that maybe you have to be a little bit weary of. He spent some time in, 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 in the clink. Well, that's it. where I go back to uh, now. It didn't bother me because this is a nice short movie. I like that. It was a nice hour and 40 perfect yeah. time for a movie, but there was so much stuff like Thomas Jane being, having spent time in prison didn't matter at all. Didn't play. <laughs> it never really played into this movie. And, and even Samuel Jackson's whole thing about like, I ate people didn't really matter because he died right after it happened. So they're all like, oh, you did some stuff in the Alps. It didn't really matter with the movie didn't, at didn't all. Need it, didn't need it at all. I mean, it gives us talking points here, but I mean, if, I don't think they made the movie for us. Um, right. yeah, I know that's so, that's so funny. And, and so I mean, much stuff in this movie that literally uh, plays no part whatsoever. What do we need to know, and I'm just repeating what you said, that he spent two years in, uh, in jail? If they had shown him later on where he finds a, a safety deposit box and he's got the code <laughs> and he's grabbing the cash and then he becomes the bad guy, uh, then maybe there's it's worth mentioning. But if anything, it just sullies uh, this guy who is the hero of this show uh, and, you know, talks about his police rap. I don't think I don't think I think it did the, the character uh, a disservice. But what did matter is they did end up going up the shaft and uh 
the water starts to fill the room again. <laughs> uh, it was a the Samuel, Samuel L. movie with the shaft. This was a precursor to him starring in the shaft. I'm sure that's, that's where they got the it. idea, I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were watching. I was actually, was Samuel Jackson a big deal in 99? Had he become like a, a superstar yeah. yet, or was he still kind of climbing his way up? Well, Pulp Fiction was like 94, 95. So. Oh, so he had to have been a, a star. By He's then. a big deal. And then just consistency after that i mean even some of his i you know i'll go on netflix to just find things and like i just randomly had like three samuel l movies in a row and it's just like the guy brings it i mean i know he's phoning yeah. it in but even you know 20 percent of samuel l is still samuel l i mean jurassic park yeah. we talked about that everybody hang on to your butts as his cigarette butt is literally dangling yeah. down completely <laughs> against all geometry and then like the shark clicks. against all geometry Yes. They Another cigarette. Not. The shark would probably saw this, that movie. It's all interconnected. It's one universe. They're all laughing. Was there a, was there a Velociraptor got smoking, eaten in that one smoking a Marlboro? Smoking <laughs> a Marlboro did. in that one? How many times has Samuel Jackson been eaten in a movie? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's his thing. I mean, maybe he is just trying to be a public advocate for <laughs> the dangers of you know, using mutagen or other pieces to make these crazy animals i think that's what it is uh well they, after they climb up the, sh the shaft the sharks chasing them uh carter opens a door and at this point i realize that i don't understand water physics at all uh but by adding the water from the second floor it stops filling water in the shaft i don't know either way the ladder breaks and jan who we all knew was on borrowed time anyways <laughs> falls into the water and gets bit oh, yeah. in the crotch and goes for a ride that would be too inhumane even for sea world Eventually, they're saved by LL Cool J, and uh, they come up with a plan to drain the stairway. I did want to mention this. Uh, Andy, I, I think you'd appreciate this. This movie was made by the same people that made uh, Cliffhanger. And there was a scene on the ladder that mirrored Cliffhanger, where he's hanging upside down, reaching down. Shot, shot for shot. I, I, I like, mean, it was the, I guess it's okay to rip off yourself. But I mean, it was the same guy that made Cliffhanger, which I love the Love cliffhanger. I mean, yeah, amazing. But you know, the upside down scene. I mean, it was the same thing. Only this guy got a chance to maybe save her. You know, with that shark came up. It's like he got one shot, man. And it's so funny. Even on her way down, it's just like, bro, come on, man. how could how could we not do this? Goodbye. I mean, just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I know you're not a trapeze artist, the one that doesn't do the swinging, but the one that's upside down doing the more of the muscle guy could have put in but, a little bit more effort. I think to I grab mean, Jan. could have been distracted uh, by the blood. I don't know, but I, I'll be honest with you. If, if I was hanging upside down Ugh. and I saw the shark, when you guys have like, Oh, I don't want it to get me. I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd alligator arm you a little bit too. <laughs> I, I would be straddling the top of those, um, uh, rungs of the ladder, you know, and still try to you know make it look like I'm trying, but I'm not going to drop an extra nine feet to get closer. No, can't do no. that can't do that uh, i but, did um, notice it, it, i just want to say during this scene with uh with jan with rapaport with the doctor with um thomas jane no one ever asks about ll cool j by the way <laughs> they're just like i think they forgot he existed and then even when he comes to save them they don't go hey it's you they're all just like hmm Oh yeah, this no is very weird. How no one really, like, really just, talks about him. I'm wondering. I'm like, maybe in the original script, <laughs> maybe he wasn't in it. <laughs> they like this did reshoots. We're like, we should add LL to this movie. 
Wow. Right. I mean, you know, that's a good point. No one cares about. No one ever mentions him. It's just like, what are you, what are you doing? I need a grilled cheese. Get back to work, LL. I mean, I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Literally I mean, saves them, and he, they don't go like, "Thank you so much." They're just how like, great would it be if they were like, uh, "Hey, LL, where's Bird?" Get a little hungry here. Oh yeah, right. As, 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 as he just slowly dives right into the water, just, <laughs> he's like, "You know what? The body count hasn't been high enough yet. Let me just throw myself in there." But I mean, LL, and I guess he's done this in several movies. You know, and I hate to say it's an African American thing, but they would always have that guy there that was there to make the funny jokes and i think mm -hmm. without that you 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 lose a lot i mean it seems like you you don't but without that it's it's a pretty sterile movie i mean mm -hmm. you yeah. just you have those those one-liners that just really work i mean i can remember just being so popular back in the day and, and me just laughing maybe for the wrong reasons now but when he just says like it's always the brother that you know gets eaten first. I mean, mm. it's always right. been in the movies, in the horror movies. Why is it the black guy that always gets hit first? And right. um, you know, he said, it and you're just like, huh, I don't even know why I'm laughing, but if that's what he thinks, I'm going to go along with him, and I think it's okay for me to laugh along. I think. I did think did once I, you made that did joke. Did I just get like, canceled? Kind of... Did I just cancel myself? <laughs> I think I just canceled no, myself. Possibly. I did. Uh, I did think after he said it though, like now I'd be really messed up if he died. If they killed him, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Oh right, right, right after. Right after he yeah. says, it. "Yeah, it's always the brother." Ah! <laughs> right. See, right. I told. I told you. <laughs> right. Oh, the irony. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? Do you remember his last words? He goes, "It's always the brother that dies first and, and that was it. Yeah. Smart <laughs> did man. You, did you man. also notice? I, I I don't know if you caught this. I think the main love story in this movie was between Thomas Jane and Michael Rappaport. They had quite the like little romance throughout the, they were like, just like, I'll be there for you, man. Yeah, I'll be there for you too. Come down to the water with me. Yeah, you'll be there with me. They have all these like kind of intimate scenes together. Uh, and, and speaking of, of, of that, well, actually, that's yes, just, uh, agreed. As we, as we continue through, because I, I want to I mention something about this too, but uh, uh, they're looking through Jan's stuff afterwards. As soon as she dies, they go to her room and they start just digging through her stuff. <laughs> and McAllister tries to make us sympathize with her. And even though it's not working, uh, Ladies Love Cool Jay talks about hot stoves and hot women. And then the gang <laughs> so splits good. up, which is always a smart move. Uh, LL Cool J makes the world's first TikTok video explaining how to make an omelet. Carter sees the one-armed doctor and screams about it before rerouting the power and watching Scoggs get eaten to death. And McAllister tries to get her research, but has to fight a shark with electricity, causing her to destroy everything she worked so hard for and meaning this entire adventure was really for nothing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about McAllister here. Uh, I don't like to, to talk about actors or anything like this, but... Was McAllister like a black hole of charisma in this movie? I felt like she had absolutely zero personality. She could have played a robot very well in this movie. Am I, is that yeah. unfair for me to it say? It kind of seemed like a robot, the accent and everything, yeah. I, I mean, was she a, a dame back then? I mean, I'll be honest, I had to look her up a little bit, um, you know, mostly photos. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I went to the IMDb and, <laughs> um, I mean, tell me about her. Because I thought that the one thing was that the, the movie... I know it had Samuel L, had LL, but like you didn't have that main mega star ingredient that I think could have, you know, lifted the yeah. whole picture. If it had a Bruce Willis, if it had a Schwarzenegger, if it had a, I don't know why Chris Tucker just popped into my head. 
Um, but if it, if it, if it had a, a mark in 99, he was a mega star. He was huge, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know, I think he was required to only do movies with Jackie Chan for a short period of time, but I mean, he could have maybe had a, you know, lift of that agreement, but we really didn't have a, a main star. And so that role fell to, uh, Dr. Susan and, and, and you're right. I, I hate to compare it to a robot, but you know, she was given a script read the lines, moved her arms when it needed to, um, and got a paycheck. I, I mean, you and know, got, I mean, we, what are you looking for? I mean, we got to talk know, about you, her you know you're not electricity scene. We got to talk about <laughs> so ridiculous because it's her, like uh, Dan mentioned earlier, she's like, oh, I know what to do. I'll take my clothes off. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's so funny because it's, it's probably like the director's like, we do have one scene where, uh, it probably wasn't even the, the director was one of the grips just like i think it makes perfect sense if she were to do you know we don't need to keep it in the final cut but i think it's important that we just get the shot and then you know send me the dailies i'll hang on to them make sure they don't get out there but then they make it in but so the thinking there was that if she stood on her scuba gear a very wet moist i hate yes. that word but it was that moist yes. scuba gear that mm -hmm. that would prevent the electrical current that's in the water from making it her its way up to her lower that's, portions and then the rest that's of correct it. dan that's and correct. we just we just go along with that <laughs> right she I, could just grab that rod of electricity soaking wet and she's fine right i will see you guys i don't think yes. it has anything to do with the electricity i think she was thinking to herself look this male shark has a human brain i know what's going to stop him in his tracks <laughs> it worked why it, would i mean <laughs> That should have been it. I mean, that could have been your love story right there. I mean, if the shark <laughs> is as smart as we are led to believe, I mean, it's doing all kinds of things, five times the brain size. I mean, I believe that there are parts of the brain that affect um, one's uh, sexual appetite. I'm sure that the sexual appetite increased by five. And um, we're, now we're talking about interspecies dating. So um, you just play like, take my breath away. <laughs> as right? Happens. Right. All she had to do was do like, one of these and it would have been cool because then it's like oh now i get what she's doing she's trying to lure him in with a little bit of that excuse the word titillating uh aspects mm -hmm. of it and and then she got him what a missed opportunity right because because then I it makes sense then it makes sense albeit still ridiculous sense if it worked for shrek it can work for anybody i think <laughs> um but, <laughs> so, yeah. but, but uh, so now couldn't she have shoved the whole uh, electrical rod into the water wouldn't that have been enough to kill the shark or is it really like a better death blow to get it in the mouth where it's and maybe it's more contained yeah. that way she is a doctor so she she knows these things so uh That's yeah she, she knows how this all this all works but <laughs> she understands uh, uh, at this point in the movie i was definitely like okay <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i, I didn't feel any talking about the Scoggs and Carter connection, I didn't feel any, like when he, when Carter was flirting with her early on, I was like, I feel zero chemistry None. between these two at all. She, she wanted nothing to do with them. And, you know, if anything, you want a little bit of like a hint. I think she said, oh, maybe we'll get that beer sometime. And, you yeah. know, just very nonchalantly, like it's never going to happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the true love story was between, uh, was that shark number two and, mm -hmm. uh, and Dr. Susan. I think, <laughs> I think a new trailer needed to be cut.
Yeah. Um, which would be very funny, actually. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mention my one, breath away. one more line, to, one line that was ridiculous with uh, Michael Rappaport. They've already went through all this crazy stuff with sharks. People are getting eaten. And then Rappaport decides to make a joke to LL and says, hey, can you zip me up, please? And he like zipped up his little suit. <laughs> I like, know. Really? really? You're cracking jokes? <laughs> I mean, you know, I wonder if that was, uh, you know, improvised. I mean, I feel like just Rappaport, <laughs> love him or hate him. That's just the stuff that he does. But you are right. I mean, it, it's funny. We're talking about, uh, you know, an action monster thriller. And I've now identified two new love stories that could be anything <laughs> further. Uh, two, two, two gentlemen swimmers, I guess we could call them that. And then a lady uh, wranglers. Oh, pardon me, pardon me. Um, that, that that looks good on a job resume. I, mean, I don't lungs. know. I don't know where he's gonna go from here. But um, shark wrangler. I would just I mean, be like, uh, like, is that a name of a production studio, like a production house? <laughs> like he was a producer. No, no, no. Real shark wrangler. You know, I put him in the pens. Could you imagine that? Maybe that's why the doctor doesn't want to be with him. Could you imagine coming home from a long day of work and being like? Man, it was so hard. I had so many reports to fill out. I'm so drained. What a tough day. And he just looks at you and goes, yeah, I had to wrangle sharks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling license plates I'm a, out of teeth. And look, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep it here and put it above the bed so we can remember it. Like, no, that's not right. sexy. Nobody how wants to you, see that. How do you Nobody ever like, complain about your day to a guy who wrangles sharks for a living? <laughs> Right. Uh, and I mean, I hate to knock him down, but I mean, that's probably the lowest of the low. Uh, you know, it, you're it, right. He it, probably it, is it, the lowest paid besides LL. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys watch. Um, I don't know if you guys, if you guys watch <laughs> Yellowstone. Do you guys watch Yellowstone at all? No. Yeah. Should, should get into it. But I mean, there are very important people that, you know, run the um, ranch. And then there are the, the Wranglers. They're, basically making cattle move all over the place. I mean, these are from very different worlds, which maybe they could have played up a little bit more to make it feel more like, you know, the 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 undeserving guy or the the not great guy, great English here, the not great guy <laughs> gets the great girl. Um, mm -hmm. it, that could have been something that could have been played up. I'm not just a wrangler, you know. I'm trying to get my, my doctorate on the side. Sure, I seven years in already and it's not yeah, gonna happen but they could have gave more storyline to him ella had a lot of storyline i was actually writing down all his things he's like a preacher and he's he's a an chef alcoholic, <laughs> yeah, he's an alcoholic. Right, they right. gave him so many things he's to got work kids with. he's got a wife at home he like they fleshed out his character a lot. <laughs> they did. Oh, and again, none God. of it mattered. No. <laughs> like, none of it. The, like his, the... <laughs> him drinking too much didn't play up at all. It was just no. a thing they threw in. Yeah. I, I was going to look this up, but I wonder where this fits uh, into LL Cool J's um, uh, filmmaking career. Because to me, you know, he's a secret sauce in this in many respects. Yes. And I wonder if that led him to do other things or if maybe he was already doing other things uh the answer to that i, I don't know um but certainly if i'm a person watching that i'd be like well the movie eh, but that ll guy and and i think maybe at the time you go into it maybe a bit unimpressed because it's like oh he's a rapper he wants to you know be a movie star we've seen God rest his soul, DMX try to do the same. Uh, you know, didn't really work out uh, as well. But LL's got some chops. You know, he really does. 
mm -hmm. really did bring this together. I think if you took him out, this movie falls completely apart. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is saying something. Uh, as the, uh, <laughs> yes. as the uh, movie as the movie wraps up, uh, after all is said and done, uh, the remaining members of the team just decide to swim to the surface, which they could have done in the first place, but oh well. Using a fire <laughs> extinguisher, they distract the shark who thinks it's a person. Stupid fish. <laughs> LL gets bit, but he stabs the shark in the eye with a cross like it's a vampire and gets away. Atop the water world set, I told you there was a reference coming. Yep. The three survivors await yes. rescue, but realize the shark's plan was never to eat them, but to escape, which actually seems fair. McAllister becomes bait and gets eaten kind of for nothing because Carter still has to dive in and grab the shark anyways. LL Cool J shoots Carter, but it's enough to blow up the shark. And as help arrives, I can't help but think I would trade them all to have Bird back. <laughs> Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> what a wonderful, like, closing image as, you know, they pull out as the music hits. <laughs> my hat is like a, and you just kind of see the bird float away and it just, you know. Pick, gets picked it, up by a seagull or something. It wasn't the right <laughs> shark, but I I was crossing my fingers when the shark blew up. That, yeah, you would have seen bird get out and like fly. Like, like the bird oh, was still alive. It was alive. Shark. What was that, Jonah? Jonah from the Old Testament who went in yes, and just hung yes. out for a couple days, read some books, and yeah. then he came out? Yeah. Oh, even if, wow. it, even Deep if it wasn't cut. the right shark, I would have been like, I would have cheered so loud if Bird. Oh flew my gosh, yeah. Just, just, oh, just if a feather floated down, you know, a la <laughs> Forrest Gump. And just LL's little uh, chef cookbook, you know, he just picks it and then closes it like Forrest Gump and then just walks away. That would have been great. But, but speaking of that, before LL Cool J shoots the shark, he says, this is for Scoggs, which I felt like was kind of an F you to every other person that died along the way. Like Bird. Like Bird. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, Jan. Like, what about Jan? What about <laughs> Armless Doctor, whose name I never learned? <laughs> Eh. Janice from The Sopranos. What about I mean, Samuel Jackson? What about Samuel Jackson? The Wait, two helicopter pirate, pirates, pilots. Um, I, I, I wonder if they still it. released the medication. Uh, pardon? I wonder if they still released the medication. You said, okay. Well, her research got lost in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention Jack. He says, Deep Blue Sea. Thomas yes. Jane says it. <laughs> I love it. I love it when they say the name of a movie in the movie. <laughs> It uh, has to happen. It has to. And, and it, it correct me if I'm wrong. LL got, got bit by a shark for a while. Yet they just put him, prop him up, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Bring me and, some sushi." I thought for sure he was gonna be. Too. I thought he was gonna be legless. I mean, that yeah. goes without saying. But I'm still just like, thank God. But I'll also <laughs> say I've seen a few shark movies. He was that fine. ride that that you know, <laughs> if you weren't losing your legs potentially. What a fun whip around ride. I mean, they should open that up at some sort of park where maybe you go inside a mechanical shark, you know, your legs, maybe there's fake blood that comes out and then you just get whipped around and, you know, you have a harness, you know, it's still, you know, a, a thrill ride. But you, it gets you, it lets you feel like what it would be like because, you know, it's just like, whoop. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've ridden with the dolphins before, and I, I couldn't get up on one. They said I was too heavy. Okay, I had a, I had a, I had a baby dolphin. They didn't give me an adult dolphin. Um, that makes sense. But, but they should have had. Uh, it's just, it's just almost comical because you're just sliding all over the place. But, but you're right. He was fine. 
you know, took a little snooze, um, like, woke like, up perfect wee, timing. Ow! Wee! Ow! Wee! I'm like, is this shark just have like baby teeth? <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to waken up, not to the rooster crowing, but I feel like a shark smashing into a metal chain link fence. Uh, it's time to get up and, um, oh yeah, let's go start shooting a harpoon at people. What I didn't um, get, too, is they made a big stink about him escaping. Like, no, we need to risk our lives and whatever we can to stop him from getting away. If the plan was always just to get out, if you're the shark, like, who cares? He's going to go swim around and eat fish. He's not locked up anymore. Like, who cares yeah. if he gets out? It's, it's one shark. I mean, he's got a human brain. It doesn't, like, he doesn't have, like, telepathic powers to control <laughs> the ocean. It's just a smart shark that'll die in a few years of old age anyways. I mean, my guess is that it's pretty far out in the water, although we did see the, the catamaran um, early on. But you're right. If, if anything, if it gets out, it's now become the world's problem. I mean, maybe you're going to get dragged as a professor, um, but let it go, man. You know, fight another day. I mean, go back, get a shower, you know, kind of reboot the system, get the you know, U.S. Navy, Coast Guard involved. I mean, as much as I like uh, Harpoon Guy and uh, a chef trying to save the day, there's probably some military out there that I think they do training on uh, shark attacks, you know, once every, you know, I bet you the Coast Guard does. Um, yeah. So I would have been like, look, the shark got out. We built the fences strong enough. I mean, you know, hopefully all they the data, the whole the, base. The what do you want from? They seemed very understaffed for what they were doing. Well, because they said that there's a that was the weekend shift, and after yeah. watching it again, I laughed so hard. I guess um, Samuel L's character is getting onto the um, the laboratory, and everyone else that worked the long week is is exiting, and it's it looks like a party boat. I mean, it looked like they were just doing shots of tequila and just having a grand old time when it's like. Dude, these are your coworkers that you've been stuck with for a week. You think would just be yeah. like deathly silent and just no fun at all, but you know, I, you know, I think one guy had like a, a party bong ready to go. I mean, it was just you so that unbelievable. That's a great point though, because yeah, they're like we it's a skeleton crew, and so I'm sure Sam uh, L Cool J was like, so does that mean I can go home and see my family this weekend? Oh no, I'm not making my own sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta right. stay, buddy. Right. He might have normally just set up a little, you know, you know, six courses of meals, you know, sandwich bags. But no, Samuel L's coming. I mean, so we got to have LL there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that uh, that that's that's kind of the show, the movie. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed this. I thought it was this. It was a stupid movie, but it was a it was a fun, silly getaway of a movie. If it was any longer, I probably would have been like, okay, this is yeah. Rough. If it was a 2022 movie where all 2022 movies are like four hours long, then I'd say this was horrible. But it was a nice, quick hour and a half plus movie. Uh, stupid, but fun. And it was great to joke around about with you guys. Uh, Dan, you get the last word on the movie. So, Andy, I, let me get your thoughts. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know what? There was a lot of lot of what I wanted, which was shark attacks, and I like how the sharks pretty much got everyone. <laughs> I was definitely pro shark, and uh, yeah. the sharks got the majority of the cast. And I think the the people that lived, I think, deserved it. Usually, you know, at the end, sometimes you're like, I don't know if that That's person should have made it. Yeah, well, Bird should have made it for sure. But I'm glad LL made it, and Thomas Jane and his uh, beautiful swimming technique did <laughs> did win. <laughs> did win the day so uh yeah it was fun it was fun ridiculous but fun 
Uh, well, Dan, any any final thoughts on Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, no, and I'll just piggyback off what uh, what Andy was saying. Uh, I mentioned reading a little bit of the Wikipedia. I hope that's not cheating. But so apparently, in the uh, original cut, Doctor Susan survives, but oh, really? they played it for an audience, and the audience <laughs> was so dead. upset that the woman who caused all of this survived, and so they the audience thought her as more of a villain so yeah. mm -hmm. within a 30-day period from when they ran this um you know for a you know a closed audience they reshot that whole scene and they basically kind of spooned together that's not the word they <laughs> It worked. <laughs> they pa they patchworked together uh, several bits and pieces um, in order to make her die. And I'm sure when they wanted to get her back, it's like, look, you're so good. We need you for another scene. Not that everyone hates you so much. We're going to kill you. Um, but, but I just but that's just to kind of jump on board with what you were saying, uh, Andy. Everyone who should have survived did survive. Um, and if we, we were darn close to not having that because yeah. she, she would have gone on. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's her mother or a sick aunt, someone in her family has Alzheimer's and God bless her. She was going to end it. And I think she had a thing with animals that she, as we saw with her seductive ways with that shark, she was going to try to <laughs> seduce another animal, whether it was a fawn or an alligator or a bunny. A wolverine knowing her type. <laughs> she she likes them uh, very animalistic, the, uh, as all animals are. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, so 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 thank goodness. Although I like my animals animalistic. <laughs> quote of the day. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Uh, I know, do wish I could have heard that phone call. The uh, hey, we have to reshoot some scenes. Everyone wants you to die. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, your character. Your character. <laughs> right. Right. Oh man, but yeah, no, the the sharks were just uh, so good, and maybe they don't get enough enough credit because, you know, when you think of Jaws, and, and you know, we didn't touch on it. I mean, Jaws casts such a big shadow. I mean, even just getting into the small niche or niche uh, world of shark films. I mean, there's the gold standard that is Jaws, and mm -hmm, everything yes. is always going to be compared to it. You can't be too close to it, or you're going to think it's a copy. I think that the director producer did a good job of um, kind of tipping the hat a little bit to Jaws, but at the same rate, making his own uh, movie out of it by bringing more of a monster element into it. So uh, I think that was one of the first successful shark movies uh, since Jaws, which I, you know, I think was 15 years. I don't know what Jaws was 75, 99, something like that. Yeah. We'll call it 14 years. Um, um. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. Now, before we go, we do have a quick little game, and it's really just a test for Andy, and we're going to see, Dan, if, if Andy's able to pull this off. We're going to see if he can do a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with this movie, if we can find one of the actors in this movie that was in a Kev that can connect to a Kevin Bacon movie in Six Moves. I feel like this one's going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I could have... Uh, I oh, oh, go ahead. Well, uh, I'm sorry. How, how's Andy doing this game? I mean, is he 50-50? Is he... Well, batting well over 500. I'm just curious going in. Uh, he He's doing very well, but he always brings it back to the same movie. So uh, it's always sleepers. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Because hmm. I've been awful at this that. game. I've been very bad my whole life. And so I like to see an expert in action here. And I might. Uh... 
well, really going to listen in. You might be able to do one on your own, too, because uh, I'll do one that's not as obvious. And then uh, you guys could do the really obvious one. So oh my I God, did... am I playing right now? Well, no, I, I got yeah, it down. Yeah. Um, so Michael Rappaport was in one of my favorite movies, True Romance, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. It's always it's always Sleepers. But Samuel time. L. Jackson, you could do Samuel L. Jackson easily. Till the cows come home. Jeez. He's in Jackie Brown with Robert De Niro. Sleepers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it always goes to sleepers every time. <laughs> sleepers so, so, and, own pit, so Andy, did you do it in less than six degrees? Yeah. Yeah. I did it pretty quick. So that's, I mean, it, 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 the, the, the smaller amount of connections, the better or degrees. Am I right? Yeah. Or, is, really? or do you yeah, want to really, really, or do you really want to take us on a journey? Of showing us no. where no i don't want know. to take you on a journey no <laughs> no you're just like Andy's lazy in, nothing about this show is is the journey it's all just <laughs> what's the... we want to get uh, it done but uh that uh that that, that kind of wraps it up for us uh our next movie as we continue on we go into the 2000s wow. uh and the year 2000 we're reviewing way of the gun which was one i liked when it came out we'll see if it held up because i don't think i've seen it since 2000 mm. uh then we go to 2001's training day and the 2002 classic scorpion king that'll oh. be a very fun one to uh, take a look back on uh, as we see hollywood's biggest star get his feet wet in acting uh but uh that does it for us um you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media you can find uh, andy rossi where can they find you uh you can find me at just andy rossi and Dan, where can the world follow you and keep up to date on the uh, soon-to-be-released short film, Personal Day? Yep, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Volmeyer on Fire. Awesome. Hot, well, that does... hat tip to NBA Jam. <laughs> that's where. Oh, that's where it came from. Okay. Yeah, I, like... I was I wasn't good at the game, but I mean, when they did something good in the game, they were on fire, and I try to be good in the game or game of life. I can only go that way, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no you you were trying you were trying to wrap up. I <laughs> no, hey, anytime good. we can get an NBA Jam reference, we'll take it. Right. Boom shakalaka! Right. <laughs> uh, I met the guy that did those voices. Boy, is he riding that still? Like thirty years ago, he's still doing personal appearances as the voice. I would. <laughs> he just I, keeps I would saying too. It's on fire for no reason. I would too. I just keep saying boom shakalaka. Imagine uh, if there was a imagine yeah, if there was a real if there was a real fire and he was yelling, It's on fire and they're like, Stop it already. Would you just get it up and no one leaves the movie theater? And right. even though there's smoke everywhere and like I, fire I to, visual, they're just like, This guy. This was the worst guy to have there to be the first one to see the flames. I hate to end it on a bummer here, but yeah, no one survived. No one survived that 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 filming. He's fine. He's fine. Everyone else. Yeah, they're he's on a, fire. He's the first one out. Right. Right. Uh, uh, that does it for us. Thank you guys so much for joining along. This was this a blast. Was a Thank one. you guys. Dan, thanks for being on. We'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Uh, that does it for us. And uh, until next time, we'll see you guys uh, next year.